hi, editing Amber Autumn here. Just want everybody to know right off the top um, that uh, today, while we're talking about God's Not Dead, we're going to spend a bunch of time talking about conservative Christian propaganda, and by extension, we're going to be talking a lot about transphobia and laughing a lot about transphobia. It does get pretty intense with it in this episode, so I um, just want everybody to know in case that feels like something that you're not necessarily into right now. Everybody enjoying the traffic sounds outside of a window? All right, let's get on with the episode. Good morning, fellow podcast co-host Prince Devin, who is my other co-host. How are you doing today, Prince Devin, the other podcast co-host who I always have? Uh, ah, so true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Why, did I hear another voice here who is also <laughs> on here in, in addition to me, Amber Autumn, and also Prince Devin, who is here and with us? Uh, thank you both so much for having me. Hi, uh, I'm I'm Lilith. I'm I'm so glad to be joining you once again. I had such a good time the first time, and I miss you both so dearly. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing that we're both here then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Original Podcast Do Not Steal, the weekly show in which every week Devin and I, um, and sometimes a third person, because there are in fact three of us, and it definitely is not just me and Lilith. Um, take. <laughs> Uh, some sort of an intellectual property or franchise and we make a character in that franchise as a way of talking about what makes that franchise interesting or unique or important or good or whatever. And today um, we have on uh, Lilith, a friend of the show. Lilith was in the um, the wrestling finale, the wrestling trilogy at the end of the last season and we both uh, just absolutely adored having her on. Um, uh, we both afterwards were like, this was uh, like one of the best guest experiences we've ever had, if not the best guest experience we've ever had on this podcast. Just absolutely someone who came ready for the assignment. Um, and so when it came time for the Devon Retrieval arc and I needed to um, find some guests, um, I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to um, invite you back in to talk to us um, about God's Not Dead. But before we get to God's <laughs> Not Dead, I would love to hear about who you are. Um, would you like uh, to introduce yourself to the audience in whatever detail you want to? Oh, you can't tell, but I, I am I am beaming right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm so honored to be back on the show. Uh, I had such a good time the last time. And when you... When you asked me if I wanted to come on today, um, I, I I talked about it with my girlfriend because I was like, oh, what 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 do I what do I pitch? Like, what's the what's the uh, the property? And uh, I had just shown her and a, a a group of friends of mine the first two of the God's Not Dead films, and um, oh my God, these films are insane, and I love them so much. Um, you, you, you know, you, you say intellectual property. This is anti-intellectual property. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, were you saving that one? Were you holding on to that I, one? I, I, yeah. He was on the show? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Had yeah. that one ready? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is, oh my God. Especially, oh, I'll, we'll get more into it, but like, 
I'm so excited to talk to you about these movies. Have you seen any? I'm of them? also so excited um, to to talk about these movies because this is the kind of thing that I think that a lot of our best episodes on this show are not about properties that we actually enjoy. They're just about right. properties that are um, interesting in some way. You know, probably our our most enduring episode at this point was our episode on the Universal failed Dark Universe property. Oh my god! Um, and so. Oh, we've done, like, a bunch of Dark Universe stuff Yeah, by yeah, now. yeah. I was, um, I was scrolling through the feed today to make sure that I, like, you know, to cross things off the list uh, to pitch you, and I saw those, and I was like, oh, shit, I've got to listen to those. <laughs> they're really good. Um, so I, I think that, and, like, also, you know, we like, we like to talk about weird right-wing weirdos yeah. on this show. We did an episode on Ben Shapiro's novel. Oh, um, I saw that the one Amber too. Retrieval yep, yep. Arc. I'm not on that episode, but oh, still, um, I've got to listen. It's, yeah, so Gazda did is like exactly perfectly down our alley, um, and I am furious that I didn't think of it before you pitched it. So I'm, <laughs> I have never. Here's here's my backstory: is that I haven't uh-huh. actually watched any of the four God's Not Dead movies. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have seen the big Joel video essays from back okay. in the day, as have we all, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and. I, you know, I've, I've lived in culture. I have, like, an awareness of what the movies are about and what their deal is. Um, but I definitely would not be the one to do this episode on my own because I, I have not yet seen them. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're on for this. Thank you for pitching it. Yeah, yeah. As of today, I've now seen uh, all of them at least twice. Uh, the first two I've seen several times because the first two are stone-cold classics of right-wing Christian propaganda. Um, the third and fourth get a little more complicated. I will say that I, I did I did watch Christian Mingle, the movie Christian oh, Mingle. Yeah, I did yeah, see that yeah. one time. Yeah, so I love Christian that. Mingle. That one's fun. <laughs> That, that's the one that has, like, the Mean Girls girl in it, right? I don't even remember who I it think, was that was I in think, it, to be honest with you. I watched uh, it in 2014. I think, I think I, if I'm not mistaken, um, the girl who plays Gretchen Wieners in Mean Girls is the protagonist of Christian Mingle. Fuck. Shit, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's, always, it's always these weird, like, like kind of C-tier actors from, like, they were in something that was classic but didn't define that thing, and then they show back up in Pure Flicks movies. Um, and then I, also they get Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, 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 of course. As they, their, their, their star centerpiece of the whole thing, who they waste in the first movie. Oh, they, my they God. They chuck him out of there, and then he doesn't, he doesn't get to come back, even though he's their biggest, most bankable star. Oh, I, I challenge you on that. Because I think that they replace Ooh, okay. him with an even better villain in the second movie. Ray Wise as the demonic ACLU lawyer in the second movie is one yeah, of my favorite cinematic performances ever. Um, hearing <laughs> hearing hearing Ray Wise like just you know do the, the the Ray Wise gravel and and like tell these these he's 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 pitching these this this teenager's parents that they're going to sue the school um because of a teacher mentioned jesus in a classroom and he says uh and somehow he says this line and and horns don't sprout out of his forehead but i don't know uh he says we are going to prove in a court of law that god is dead and it's (laughs) so it's it's insane Everyone in these movies is is living in a whole other universe. It's it's 
It's beautiful. So with all of that as a way to whet the audience's <laughs> appetite, um, do you want to give us the pitch on what God's Not Dead is and also what it means to you? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I actually think Christian Mingle might have been my first foray into pure flicks uh, as well. Um, but then I, I pretty quickly uh, uh, skipped over to God's Not Dead because that one, it is it is fundamentally a series about like the, the persecution complex of the modern evangelical Christian. They are, I mean... There, there are these weird like ensemble movies too, um, where like there's there's always like seven different plots happening. At least, especially in the first two, um, but they all kind of center around like one thing. And of course, in the first two, they all end in a Newsboys concert because that's just where plot climaxes happen, I guess. But like, okay, so <laughs> like. You mentioned Kevin Sorbo's character. He's incredible. He's it, it. He's he's playing like a like a Jordan Balthazar Peterson type, um, which is is, is his name is his middle name Balthazar? No, no, no. That's like okay. the joking because his name is Jordan B. Peterson, and uh, right. I think it's I think it's Robert Evans who calls him Jordan Balthazar Peterson, which I I think is very okay. fun. Yeah, he's he's playing a philosophy professor who requires all of his students to sign a sheet of paper that says God is dead at the beginning of like first day of class, so that he doesn't like you have do. To- so that he doesn't have to debate them about anything frivolous for the rest of the semester. Um, and the one freshman who stands up to him is inexplicably named Josh Wheaton, which <laughs> I don't know why it's like so close to being Josh Wheaton. I don't know what the point they were trying to make there. Um, <laughs> and then this this kid, Josh Wheaton, has to like through a PowerPoint presentation, prove that God isn't dead. And then at the end of the class, everyone claps and the atheist professor (laughs) says that he hates God because God took everything from him because his mom died of cancer when he was young. And so, right, and, because and, disbelief in God is is actually never genuine, and it's always a hatred of God. It's always it's always a hatred of God because there's some there's some kind of complex going on with everybody. Um, there's also there's a liberal uh, reporter character who's diagnosed with cancer, like right after she confronts the guy from Duck Dynasty about his like being Christian. They never, everybody always confronts people for being Christian and never like the underlying thing of like, Hey, you like the duck dynasty guys were like really homophobic about some stuff. And they never bring that up, which is actually kind of dovetails into, cause, cause they're all, they're all very much like the movies are all about like this, like, you know, this persecution of like, Oh, Christianity is, is seen as being like so backwards and everybody's so mad at Christians constantly. You know, it's always like, Oh, you know, this atheist professor wants to tell everyone to, you know, that God is dead. And the the ACLU lawyer says, like, oh, we're going to prove in a court of law that nobody should be talking about God in a school classroom. The third one is this bizarrely, like, it's weird, like, it's much more, like, plot driven, like, they're tying up story plots. And then, and, and, and it's weirdly, like has this like reconciliation with the secular world at the center of it. And then not a lot of people have talked about this, but between the third and the fourth one, um, the producer and star of many of the films got divorced. Um, and the oh, fourth God. movie is and the can most, you tell? 
It, yeah, the fourth movie is the most divorced fucking movie you've ever seen in your goddamn life. <laughs> because the the third movie has this sort of reconciliatory tone, and it almost seems like it would be a great end to the series because it ends with like him making peace with the secular world around him and deciding that you know he can have his place as a person of faith but that he does have to you know the bridges have to be built with the secular world seems like a new beginning um and then in the fourth one it's like he's one leading a homeschooling co-op um where they're just openly like teaching the bible as fact in a homeschooling environment and then when the school like when the local regulators come by and they're like hey you have to like teach math and science and shit uh he's like we are we are fucking under attack we have to fight this to the you know we have to go to, to senate and fucking testify and there's a weird like aside where where you know other homeschoolers join them and there's like a a, a little line that gets snuck in about like yeah and i don't want to vaccinate my kids and that's why i should be allowed to homeschool too and like it's so throws out every conclusion that the third movie reached about trying to reach across the aisle and make peace with the world around you and is just fire and brimstone once again kind of a beautiful return to form i don't want reconciliation from the god's not dead movies i want i want hellfire well it's because like you can't end the franchise right because it's yeah. pure Flix's biggest money maker yeah and so if you end a movie where it's like oh we're gonna reconcile with the secular world mm-hmm. you've killed your franchise and you have to just unwrite it yeah 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 and which is what they effectively did in the fourth one it hilariously subtitled we the people and there's a four, there's a fifth one and i believe a sixth one on the way uh the fifth one thank may god have, yeah 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 i'm 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 so thrilled i can't wait that's gonna be like a day one stealing on the internet thing for me i've, n- I've never dropped a dime on these five. i mean actually no i take that back i did one time make my friends rent it so that we could watch the second one together because the second one's just if you're not gonna watch any of the god's not De- if you're gonna watch one god's not dead movie make it the second one because the second one ooh, the got, one where the they're suing a teacher for saying yeah for referencing jesus oh and did i mention that the teacher is a kind of milfy melissa joan hart because that's important. That is important. <laughs> we love MILFs. We'll reblog for MILFs. Yeah, uh, a, a beautiful MILF who, oh, what is it? The, the Her lawyer is played by John Tucker of John Tucker Must Die, which is, again, just like this, this tiny footnote on cinema history, and he gets to come back. <laughs> in, in a Pure Flix movie, they, yeah. they collect them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what they do. One of my main main podcasts, uh, uh, Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. We've long had a Patreon uh, goal uh, where where if we make like a, above a certain threshold, we're actually going to do a podcast series on the entire filmography of David A. R. White, who is the producer of the God's Not Dead movies and plays Pastor Dave, who is sort of the the one character who makes it into every God's Not Dead movie. He's more or less, out, you know, he comes in and out of the spotlight as the plot demands it. He is, he's sort of the beating heart at the center of it. And he's who's, a- Who's Pastor Dave? Tell me about Pastor Dave. So Pastor Dave, he is, he's the pastor at the local, there's a, a, a church on the college campus, um, at least through the third movie. He kind of- I don't really know how to describe what he looks like other than like you put an acoustic guitar on that guy and and have him singing about the Lord and he looks right at home. Um, 
A, he his, yeah. his plot through so the, his plot in the first movie is just like he'll sometimes you know counsel people about their crises in faith but his main thing is that he keeps trying to go to Disney World with his friend and every time the car rental company brings him a car the car breaks down it like there's there's communications about faith about like oh no god god needs you to stay here and continue to like you know counsel people through their through all of their many uh, issues, um, which of course, when the car finally works, it is it brings Pastor Dave to the intersection where he watches Kevin Sorbo get run down by a speeding car and then count it counsels him to have a come to Jesus moment as his lungs are filling with blood. And he dies in front of him. It's it's beautiful. Pastor, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a word I expect to say a lot during this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus is, is a is another central character here. And, what? And yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing about Pastor Dave is that he doesn't always have all of the answers. He's a he's a very troubled man, um, which becomes very clear in the third movie. And and he's got he's got a a, a magic friend. His uh, uh, his <laughs> there's a there's a missionary from I believe Uganda who's like staying with him uh, during the first. He's in the third movie. He dies in the third movie, which is like part of the inciting action of the third movie. Is that there's like protesters outside of the church and then somebody throws a brick through the church window, which leads to an accident that ends in his friend's death, which again, like just kicks off this whole thing that like the church burns down and the, and the college tries to eminent domain the church. I'm sorry. I'm just like info dumping about the God's not dead. That's literally series. what the podcast is. I know. I know. I know. I'm just, it's it's a nuts series of films, um, but more about more about pa- Pastor Dave. Yeah, it's just like any time any character is having a crisis of faith, they will come to Pastor Dave and have a conversation that either puts them on the path back to the Lord or puts Pastor Dave back on the path that he's supposed to be on. Sometimes there will be kind of co-realizations, but but like I said, he's the beating heart at the center of the film there's always like you know with the exception of three which three is it's kind of kind of own weird thing there'll be like a central conflict at the center of the movie that is usually usually has to do with like new characters that have been introduced there'll be satellite conflicts around that that are like all thematically relevant to what's going on there and then everyone will have a relationship with pastor dave through one way or another that will cause him to in one small way or another, like affect corrected change or possibly, you know, he, he will realize something. Yeah. He he's, he's yeah. The beating heart, the spine, whatever you want to call it. The, 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 he, he's the, he, the wise character who comes in, in the mm-hmm. third act to guide the characters out of the, the, the all is lost moment. Yeah. It's great because David A.R. White, who plays pastor Dave clearly sees himself as that kind of person. Um, I think he kind of sees himself as like someone who can elevate the art of Christian propaganda, which I think he is. I, I honestly think that he is, he is one of the most like ambitious and not like creatively bankrupt filmmakers working in the form. 
um, which is why he's so fascinating to me. Uh, like, like he, that it's not just like lazy cash in, no, like internal propaganda, but it is trying to do some external artwork. Yeah. It, it, it is, it is like they are movies that are very oftentimes worth watching outside of, you know, the, the crowd who always shows up for these. Because um, the like so much of the the problem with the work in like that whole genre is that it's there just to like reify the state for people who already believe, right? Yeah. It's there to talk to the in crowd, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah, like the 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 thing that you're saying is that at least some of these movies, at least movie three. Yeah. It is not that. It has has higher aspirations than that. And 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 I think that movie one and two, for all of their cartoonishness, are still like very competently made. And I could see somebody who's like fence sitting on the idea of like, oh, or evangel is, is evangelical Christianity right for me? Is this something that you know, I could see someone getting kind of turned by it or at least having a good time watching it i i have a good time watching these movies i think that they're competently put together i think that uh the the performances are are often very very fun to watch i think that that's true of a lot of pure flicks movies there is they did a fucking john wick uh they they just ripped off john wick for, what for a Christian like movie? Christian? Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, David A. R. White is the star of this one. Um, he's 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 playing a retired assassin who is now a pastor, um, whose niece gets abducted by Stephen Baldwin's sex cult, and then he has to return to his life of being an assassin, complete with like the secret assassin society from the John Wick movies. Like they are there. Like that is all fully being That's ripped incredible. off. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beckman is is an incredible film. Um, it, it, like I said, he has aspirations to make things beyond, you know, things that can be enjoyed. Like, that is not something... Because that is an R-rated film. It is bloody. It is violent. It is an actual fucking, like, action movie. It's not great, but it is not the sort of safe pablum that is just looking to move DVDs, you know, in the like very insular kind of Christian communities. It is, it is looking to like, like I said, kind of elevate the form, which is what I find so interesting about this guy and, and, and the kind of work that he does. Uh, but, but which I, you know, God's not dead is sort of the central thing. It, it, it is the lightning rod at the central at, at the center of everything and and because it is sort of the 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 ideological screed that everything else sort of rotates around it is like how they kind of up i, I and i almost feel like it's kind of how they update the world on like hey where are the politics of pure flicks kind of at right now um because like i said the first two very combative the third one sort of reconciliatory which sort of led to this like it it, it was this sort of shift i think that's actually around the time that beckman was produced was like when the third one was being made so again they're like trying to kind of offer out like hey if you like bloody action movies we have that for you um and then, and then, yeah, they go back, they cloister up again, um, because because they, I think they got kind of stung, and and I think it also has to do with like 
where the, you know, it, it is still like following the politics of the world. You know, I think, I think 20, that would have been 2019. And I think that there was sort of a, you know, uh, the the sun was setting on i think i i think at that point yeah. there was a lot of people in the evangelical movement who were seeing the writing on the wall as far as like you know trumpism where is that going right and it it was sunsetting at that point and i think that that was kind of where that came from is let's let's be a little nicer now so the question then becomes yeah. are we interested in Working out a a God's Not Dead character understanding Pure Flicks at its best or at its worst? Are we interested in making a character to exemplify the the excesses and cruelties and unsubtleties of God's Not Dead one, uh, or are we looking for a um, a God's Not Dead character to represent the ways in which the franchise is striving for more, the subtleties and the uh, concessions of God's Not Dead 3. I think, because I, I, from what I've been able to read about the production on 5, they're swinging back in the other direction even harder than they did on 4. And I think that that, that is, for better or worse, what, what God's Not Dead actually does well because i i think the three is also the weakest movie of the series um because mm. it 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 does just kind of feel pointless because it is just like this kind of grind where they kind of just realize that they they you know the the the, co- the central conflict of the movie instead of being resolved it dissolves they everybody just kind of throws their hands up and goes home at the end of it and so I I think we I think we need that fire. I think also and I mean also I don't know how much you want to get into this but like like I think with the the world that we're in right now we're not getting friendly smiles and hugs God's not dead. We're we're getting fire and brimstone God's not dead and I kind of want to make a character that feeds into yeah. that honestly okay yeah no i i support that let's make the most shitty right-wing propaganda character that we can imagine which Um, brings me to i feel like like i kind of alluded to before they have been kind of like very inspecific about like oh everybody hates christians why why is everybody so bad at christians i think we need to Show God's Not Dead where they need to find their teeth. We need to. We need God's Not Dead to touch the third rail that they've been dancing around for four fucking movies, and we need to imagine a God's Not Dead movie where. And and you can feel free to say like, no, we're not going to do this on my podcast, but I think we need to bring like fucking, like groomer panic to God's Not Dead. Oh, we absolutely have to. Yeah, right? Right? Like, that, it has to be, like, I think we need to make a pair of characters. Because, I mean, God's not dead. Like, it has to be the fucking demonic secular antagonist and their foil, right? Like, we have to kind of come up with both of them. And I think that, like... You know, maybe like a, a, a public school librarian or like a, a teacher or just, you know, somebody who is who is just all rainbows, drag and everything like that. And then whoever their like 
innocent foil is who's like just trying to look out for their rights as a parent. I feel like that's the God God's Not Dead movie. Maybe not that we need, but that that this series is capable of doing. Okay. Let me let me build on that a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I absolutely I think having a a total flaming homo who is the villain uh in like a school setting makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. And also, like it gives us perfectly this opportunity to contrast that character mm-hmm. with a sympathetic of uh, a uh, beloved children's book author. Oh um, my god, yes. <laughs> who possibly writes fantasy books mm-hmm. that we don't uh-huh. You know, we don't we don't specify. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we leave that there. But it definitely seems like is that is it too is it too on the nose? Here's, is it too precise an allegory? Here's the here's the wonderful thing about God's Not Dead is that it wouldn't even have to if we were actually if you and I were sitting in a room where we were making a God's Not Dead movie, we wouldn't actually we have to stop there because in several of the God's Not Dead movies, especially in the first two, they have real characters uh, from, you know, real people come in and play themselves. Um, The guy from Duck Dynasty plays himself. Uh, There are two authors of books about, uh, like, the historical record of, like, oh, was Jesus a real person who come in and testify during the trial at the center of the second one? Um, And so so if we we wanted to bring Joanne... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's just get Joanne in here. And, um, you know, she's, she's had her, her kind of minor tiffs with the evangelical community. And maybe this is how that bridge gets rebuilt. Uh, because right, they're, they're trying to be like an army forgiving thing. Cause we used to hate Harry Potter. Right. Um, right. But now we're bringing her on because she's on our side of the culture war in this instance. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. I think I think that Joanne needs to be in this hypothetical God's Not Dead movie that we're building. Okay, great. She doesn't need to be the character that we're building. I no. think pretty clearly she has like a bit part to yeah, like yeah, contrast yeah, 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 with yeah. the main character, but I did definitely want to establish that she's here. Mm-hmm. 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 So I, I gave you our um list of yes. uh, prompts, our list of Chekhov's items earlier. And mm-hmm. while you were looking at it before we went on air, you did while looking at it say, Oh, there's definitely one of these that I'm most excited about so yeah do you want to is that still true do you want to tell me which one it is and it's very true as a prompt it's very true and i i, I think it's got to be number 10 it's a training the training bra, bra? oh yes. my god yes it's the perfect opportunity for the training bra i was wondering when that was going to get used <laughs> of course it's a hard one to fit in uh-huh uh-huh but who better to bring it in than somebody who's trying to trans our kids oh my god <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're gonna have to put content warnings on this episode or something, because I feel like I'm <laughs> I swear to god, our my sis co-host leaves for one goddamn second <laughs> and this is what I do. This is what I do with our podcast. <laughs> is we make we make some explicitly transphobic propaganda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that the allies aren't here to stuff us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
Okay, so there's there's a there's a screenwriting book that I, I read uh, early on in in you know I've I've dabbled in screenwriting and one of the things that uh, this is this is Tom Lennon and and Robert Ben Grant who they've they've written a bunch of they wrote like the Night in the Museum movies and Herbie Fully Loaded um, and they're also like you know the guys from the state and and Reno 911 but one of the things that they said is that when you're when you're trying to write a character particularly a main character in your screenplay that it helps to start with like kind of a casting even if it seems like it is a unattainable thing so that you can have a voice to the character and can i throw a casting for our sort of fruity school teacher who is trying to trans the kids uh we absolutely love having casting so yes please ezra miller fuck (laughs) i non-binary actor like even i think if that it's they would if a criminal one yeah 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 i think that they would if it was if it was under these circumstances if they are so you know transgressed among the community such a pariah that they could like i mean yeah they could get them for, they could get them for a c-note at this point like that's that's the thing is like yeah i like the flash is bombed they could probably just get them for whatever they've got lying around at this point and like like it's so funny we're building up this like pattern in this in this movie um Uh like you get the fire and brimstone Mm -hmm. god's not dead where they're just feeding into reactionary moral panic culture war bullshit but you also get to have the like oh but they're trying to pretend to be the reasonable ones by saying look we've brought on this person that we formerly rejected look we've got Mm -hmm. on this um we've got on this actor actor that you on the left seem to think is a valid Mm non-binary and isn't it isn't aren't you you know are we being the it's the their playbook. heroes here for picking them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it it is their playbook, and they they will always within the text like conveniently leave out anything that kind of pokes any holes in their argument. But they will make themselves out to be this like, oh no no no, we are we're we're the reasonable ones here. Why are all of you losing your little minds about you know somebody saying Jesus in a classroom or whatever? I'm writing. I, I, this is the God's Not Dead movie that I so badly want to see because it it is both it is both I think the most pure expression of what God's Not Dead is, but also might be the reason why I finally stop watching these movies. Because <laughs> like, so, this would actually suck to sit through, but it is it is the furthest so, distillation of what it is. Yeah, go ahead. We have. Ezra Miller mm-hmm. as our, you know, faggy, weird, queerdo, uh-huh. um, uh, who is a, an elementary school teacher, is um, working with the kids, and mm-hmm. 
either we get the sense that some abuse is going on or mm -hmm. it's just like that's self-evidently bad that yeah, a yeah. gay person is working with the kids depending on what way we want to go with them. I think, um, I think and... just like, you know, they're showing inappropriate books or whatever it is, or, or mm, maybe yeah. they have a, like, they have like a, 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 a box in the corner. This is how the training bra comes in. They have a box in the corner of the, the classroom. That's just like, if you need clothing to bring home, whoever you are, you, there's a training bra, there's a, a compression shirt, there's uh tucking panties, anything like that in there is is for whatever you need no questions asked and i won't tell your parents that that is i feel like as far as we need to go with it i don't think we need to actually no, yeah, bring in anything that's a good level yeah <laughs> and then and then the conflict of the movie gets to become like like what it is is definitely a parent wants to pull their kid out of the school mm -hmm. but um, for some reason, they are not allowed to pull their kid out of this class. Yeah. And it becomes like a legal case about trying to pull the kid out of the class. All of that tracks for me. Mm -hmm. Here's my question. Where does God come into this? Because this is all right-wing culture war stuff, which totally tracks for the franchise. Mm -hmm. But the franchise also needs to have the religiosity element yeah. as a central pillar of the thing. And we, we don't have that yet. You're right. We have to have the 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 faith aspect be properly the, the, represented. The and, teacher needs to some way, in some way, have a rejection of God as like a synecdoche for mm -hmm. the grooming the children thing that they're doing. Oh yeah, maybe there's like a multicultural holiday celebration, and like they will allow for. All sorts of things, but there's no cross going on that holiday bush because that is just that is just a step too far for our Ezra Miller character, and that that is specifically forbidden as an expression of their you know personally held beliefs. Or is it just? I mean, you know, so much of it is like it could just be you know that the that there's a faith based like rejection of. Like, you know, the teacher is, or the, the parent is just coming in with like a, you know, well, I believe in God. And so you shouldn't be fucking doing this, which is uh, no, no, I, it does have to. It, okay, no, have I, to, I actually I think it makes a lot of sense to say that the parent wants the kid out of school mm -hmm. and um, the teacher's like, well, on what grounds are you trying to pull them out of school? Right. And the parent is like, because I believe in the Bible and the Bible teaches us that we shouldn't be doing this and they pull out some fucking Leviticus verse about, uh -huh. um, I don't know, not doing gay shit. Yeah. Um, uh, then the the teacher goes like, well, in my classroom there is no God. Yes. And then oh it, becomes, it becomes about a, a faith-based discussion, even though, like, clearly... It's not actually yeah. about that, but the movie thinks it is. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's those are the arguments that the movie is predicating it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can so see that like, well, well, God has no place in my in my classroom, and God God can't dictate what I do in my classroom. Like like Ezra Mer Miller wearing the most garish eyeshadow palette you've ever fucking seen in your life, draped in a rainbow flag. And so my and question is: Is there any nuance or depth to this character? Or is it purely a cartoon character? Do they try to pretend to be reasonable? Or is it just a, 
well, 100% cartoon stereotype full way through. Well, 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 what it has to be because because what what so many of these characters are is like you you scratch beneath the surface and the 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 tiny bit of dimension that they give to these characters is that oh no I don't hate God because of my I I don't I don't reject God because of my beliefs or anything like that it's because because it, we can't make it it would be entirely too even handed if if the Ezra Miller character was like oh well my parents didn't accept me because I was gay it would be like. I mean, this is literally just what, what happened to Kevin Sorbo's character, but like, uh, cancer killed my parents, and so I told God to fuck off because I prayed for God to save her. But, or something along those lines. It, I feel like we can't just crib exactly what GND One was doing, but like, that's the dimension that they give to these characters. It's never, it's 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 never anything real. It's just that their animosity comes from a slightly less shallow place than okay. what may have been initially obvious. Okay, I I can see this either working for the thing that we're doing or working against the thing, but I'm going to say it out loud for the sake mm -hmm. of processing it, is what if the, the character is like, oh, I hate God because, like, I was born in the wrong body or whatever, right? Yes. Because I have, like, yes. a, um, God made me incorrectly... And then, oh um, uh, and therefore I, I reject God and hate God. That's um, so it. And that has to be it, because that's how they they frame the narrative. So do we give them? Do we give them a redemption arc where they stop being dysphoric? <laughs> <laughs> do we give them a redemption arc where they learn to love their body as it? Where they like become normal? You know? Oh God! Oh. <laughs> Become normal being the movie's not logic, obviously not mine. Um, uh huh. I, 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 it's like I, really gross. <laughs> it's 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 disgusting, and I, I I think I think that it is what has to happen, and I also think that they have to die immediately after, because again, like that is. <laughs> <You're> so <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're That's, just recreating GD, GND1. GND1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe maybe the movie actually does end with this character becoming cis and being fully redeemed. Um, because, you know, uh, Ezra Miller's still going to need work after this. And... Um, I, 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 and remember, I, we're we're still in the phase where we're trying to pretend that we're being reasonable, right? Yeah, and so I think because I mean, yeah, that is that is what what they keep trying to say is like the reasonable halfway step is like, oh no, we'll still provide mental health care services for uh, trans and questioning children, and that's that means conversion therapy. That always means conversion therapy. That's what that's code for. Um, when the, when the white right wing culture grifters are saying, oh, we'll just, we'll just provide mental health care instead of transition services. That's all conversion therapy. And so that's the good ending that GND five, the, the, the GND five that we are writing has is that, yeah, this, this character goes to therapy and realizes that they can accept their own body and just be a cisgender man, I guess. I've never felt grosser than I do right now. I know, I know. I feel disgusting. This is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> I but I knew like like bringing God's Not Dead to this show. I knew this is where we had to go. Like, because I, I mean, what else do we do? Like, we make a fucking school, another fucking school marm for this series to like put some 
a minor tragedy on that is somehow caused by the secular state no we we need to we need to fucking grab the lightning rod and really grind out the culture war as a part of this horrible series of movies this um uh (laughs) this character could never have been created i don't i don't think it could have been created unless it was just you and just me on this podcast yeah um (laughs) and therefore i I regret bringing you on fuck you Oh God! Well, um, this I feel is terrible. We need a we need a name for this character. Mm. Um, mm. I feel like it should be like because all the names of the gods on it, like like Kevin Sorbo's character, his name is like I don't remember what his first name is, but it's Professor Radisson is what he gets referred to. It's just the most like generic fucking bullshit ever. So I feel like. I feel like we need that, but we also should definitely, like, the first name, which they obviously insist on the the children calling them by their first name because that is another breach of the propriety of Mm -hmm. the, Mm -hmm. like, the the Christian hierarchical family unit, you know, everything that they hold dear. So, and it should be something, like, cartoon, like, what conservative christians think non-binary like it should be like sock or bug or like i don't even think they have like access to those jokes either like yeah 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 it's gonna be like 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 flower i bet flower would play well with them um flower is pretty good yeah and i almost feel like maybe really sell the fact that this character actually like came from from privilege and uh, from a what would have been a wonderful life from a, a Christian point of view and and explicitly rejected it to like give them a last name that's like like Lancaster like Flower Lancaster is what I feel Flower I'm Lancaster fe- feeling. absolutely yeah fucking hell what a horrible horrible thing that we've created <laughs> well we've um, we've met the assignment I'll say yeah. that for us yeah 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 we are going to hell but um, yeah. <laughs> We've met the assignment. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I um uh does that feel like a more or less completed character to you? Uh it feels it feels pretty it feels fucking well rounded and complete uh grading on the God's Not Dead standards. Like yeah. this is this is way more texture than I think that they even give those characters. So I have no idea how we're gonna rank this character in the um <laughs> Uh, the end of season character ranking. Oh, Where do they I go hope, on the tier list? We're gonna find out. I hope. I hope absolute bottom tier. This is a bad character <laughs> we created. Your character. <laughs> Sorry, Devin. I know that you've been saying that we've never made in season two below a B tier character so far, but we did I, it. I think we, we did F tier while you were gone. Yeah, yeah. And we knew it was happening while we were doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing is we do like brick by brick we were building an F tier character. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, um, I really, really, truly uh, could not hate to do this more, um, but the phase of the show that we're in at this point is the point where we transition to the season two segment of the show. Yeah. I ship it. Um, <laughs> oh, no! Dude, what the f***? In Yowie Art, the semi, or top, is usually dominating the UK, or bottom. It was fun. Their relationship is cute, damn it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I ship it as the part of the show where, I mean, 
like normally we will talk about who and how our character fucks although uh-huh. I think in this case we can just accept that there's some kind of a degenerate freak and that's all that we know canon wise yeah um and and nothing really is is clearer than that other than you know clearly gay in some way and the movie doesn't make a distinction beyond that oh god I just, and I had a seed just come into my mind oh, like hell? uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> This is terrible. This is terrible. This might be the worst thing that happens on this podcast. Okay. We open an odd... Maybe it's like like one of those like ambiguously queer bars where like queer people are there, but it's not... You know, you don't have to be. And Melissa Joan Hart's character from GND2 has wandered in there for a drink. She's just, you know... Maybe she's she's fallen on hard times. You know, she she folds back in like many of the GND characters. She hasn't actually made her way back. I hope she does at some point. But uh, she's she's at this bar and is approached by Flower. Flower tries to buy her a drink, and um, Melissa Joan Hart's character. Grace Rose, I think, was her fucking character. It was something ridiculous like that. What politely, a very strangely trans name of her. Yeah, right, right. Politely declines, to which Flower, like, like screams turf and then, like, throws their drink in her face and walks away. I that That is as close to comfortably shipping this character with an existing God's Not Dead character <laughs> That's that I your have ship. in my body. <laughs> yeah. Is... Is that scene? Is that is that they get rejected by Melissa Joan Hart's character in a queer bar, and and they don't handle it well. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, um, uh, at this point, we I think can come up with um one fun fact a piece about this character. There's nothing which fun feels about a little this bit character. like a strange. <laughs> we better give them something fun, Lilith. Oh god. Give them one fun thing. Okay. Drag um, us out of this hell. Uh-huh. Okay. Perhaps somewhat controversially in their friend group, their favorite John Waters movie is Hairspray. <laughs> I think that probably comes up in like a, like I can imagine them referencing that uh-huh. like offhandedly in some scene. Yeah. And the filmmakers don't know that that's a controversial take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within their friend group, but like we as the audience all would know that that would be a controversial take among their friend group. Right, right, right. Oh, that feels gross. Even that felt gross. Oh, God. Can we just throw this whole episode out? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like, want to? No, 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 no. I'm entirely <laughs> joking. Uh, I just I feel like I did something so good with my first episode on this on this program and, and you were so effusive with your praise of like the first time that I showed up here I feel like I've come in here and pissed on the rug in my return performance <laughs> I don't know what I expected out of the God's Not Dead episode, to be I, honest with you. I think yeah, uh, I want to make it. I should have seen this coming. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. I do want to. I do want to just say to the audience, I was approached for this episode, and I threw out two IPs, and we could have done a clone <laughs> high episode, and. <laughs> and I chose God's Not Dead. I thought that was the more fun one to do of the two. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm having a great time, but I can feel my soul rotting right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I think they have a class pet that's a bearded dragon. Yes. And I think that they insist on everyone using they them pronouns for the bearded dragon. Uh-huh. And that's like supposed to be a self-evidently ridiculous thing to do. I think I think adding on top of that and and again like just showing the the you know we're seeing a more filmmaker like uh, ignorance here, but like maybe there's like a a, a joke where um, one of the kids points out, um, I'm pretty sure that's a boy bearded dragon, and like the joke is that like the kid sees the bearded dragon's dick or something like that, but like. <laughs> So I worked, um, I worked with elementary school kids yeah. for, um, like a year and we had a bearded dragon, uh-huh. um, and her name was Spike yeah. and, uh, all of the kids would misgender Spike on a regular basis. Right. None of, like, we would remind the kids over and over, we'd be like, Spike's a girl, um, <laughs> and the kids would not stop he hitting Spike because it, uh, she just looks like a boy if, yeah. you're a, if you're an elementary school kid, you know? Uh-huh. So I, I totally buy the kids just being like... Um, I'm pretty sure this bearded dragon is a boy, and they wouldn't even need to see the dick. They would just right. say that with a lot of confidence. Yeah, but but no, Flower is very insistent that, no, this, this bearded for dragon sure. uses they, them pronouns. Well, um, uh, thank you for joining. This has been horrible. Um, <laughs> my name has been Amber Autumn. She, her, do you want to reintroduce yourself? Maybe plug your pluggables? See if oh, anybody hi. still wants to get in touch with you after this? <laughs> you fucking sicko. <laughs> I'm I'm Lilith. Um, I, I I I use she they pronouns. Um, i It's it's worth mentioning that I I'm a trans person. You <laughs> <laughs> really should have clarified that earlier, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably pretty evident, but like, I'm, I'm not just I'm not just an absolute fucking demon here. Um, I I make a podcast that is. Uh, I'll be honest, it comes from a very similar place that uh, the previous uh, hour of entertainment that you've just listened to came from. Um, and, and and the kinds of things we talked about today uh, would not be far from home there. Uh, it's called Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. Uh, it's mostly a snacks review podcast, but you know sometimes we talk about piss and cum and you know other things. If you want to listen to that, you can find it on the Noise if Space wanna, If you want to think about piss and cum and other things. Yeah, and snacks. Uh, like Oreos, and also piss and cum, <laughs> and other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find that on the Noise Space Network at noisespace.xyz. I here's here's what I'll tell you. I feel dirty about what I've just done with the past hour of my life, but I have had a smile for that entire hour. I can tell <laughs> you that I've been having a great time. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're gonna we're we'll stick a content warning. Devin, if you're editing this one. There's a content warning on it. We're putting a content warning in the description on this one. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. It and then it. And if anybody who's here knows what they came in for. Oh, God. <laughs> now you have Our to have music. me back for a third time so that I can redeem myself. Oh, don't worry. I want you back for a third time anyway. You're wonderful. Excellent. I had a great time. I'm so glad. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm giving you a hard time, but um, I also have had a great time here. Okay, um, our theme music is by Kyle Alicia, whose work you can find at hollowrib.bandcamp.com. Please feel free to drop us a like, drop us a comment, drop us a review, and please head by our merch store where we will be selling uh, piss and kit- cum and other stuff. Um, <laughs> join us next week when uh, I try in vain to get us to talk about Gem and the Holograms, um, but instead, hopefully, 
Devin will be back from uh, his logistical inability to record and we'll be talking about the Proto Men as scheduled. But if not, who knows? I'll find something else to record. Hi, editing Amber on him again. Just wanted to let you know that next week Devin is not back. Instead, we will be talking about the animated film In This Corner of the World 2016 with return guest Becca. Uh, cool. Any fun sign-offs? I, uh, God is dead. Bye. God is dead. (laughs) And we proved it. Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) If God had anything to do with what just happened, uh, a fucking, like, lightning would have struck my computer at some point, uh, over the past hour. (laughs) That is... Oh, God. Okay.